fascinating, interesting debate show is live in the huddle. Ladies and gentlemen, we might as well get to it because we got a lot of content here. So I ain't going to waste no time. Should we be surprised at Kevin Durant's low trade market? We all know this is a trending topic still, even though it's been two weeks since Kevin Durant said or allegedly said that he wants out of Brooklyn, even though he didn't really say it, because we really never heard from Kevin Durant. I mean, the little we heard was a tweet that really didn't say nothing or whatever. He could have saved his time by tweeting that. But, you know, it is what it is. We try to decode everything here. It's been two weeks. Still a hot topic. But no transactions. Why is Kevin Durant's trade market so low? And are we surprised? Um, Ryan, I would like to start with you. Man, uh, I'm not surprised it's low because he, he's been jumping, jumping from stick to stick time to time, you know. So, you know, uh, I'm looking at him as from OKC. He left to go to Golden State. Then he went to Brooklyn. Apparently, what Kyrie had going on was not it. So, so raw thoughts, uh. I don't see the trade market being low. I feel like the Brooklyn Nets saying, look, we tired of rebuilding and we're going to get what we want out of it. Now, I did hear some some scenarios dealing with uh, um, they probably take Russ for one, one first round and that was it. But, you know, Sean Marks, like, I'm definitely not trying to um get Russ here. And I definitely know I'm being rebuilding mode once he get here. So, you know, I feel like he's trying to find ways to get what he wants. And I don't think he really wants Russ. And I think that's really the real issue. If it was Anthony Davis and a first-round pick, he probably took that quickly. You know, so I'm just saying things like that does matter. And regardless if – that's the thing. Like, I don't blame players wanting out, want to be traded, do what they want to do because the owners do it a lot. But at the same time, it's the chess game, man. You know, this is the beauty of of today's world. It's a chess game. I want to be traded. Owner may say, I may trade you, I may not. But if I trade you, I'm going to get what I want. So now you got to figure out where uh, the pieces lie, the pieces lay at to, to get you. I mean, KD still is a phenomenal player. But I don't think everybody's willing to trade their team up just to get him. And Sean Marks is basically saying, he's basically putting out the chess game of trade, I'm going to get what I want. And if I don't get what I want, you're just going to sit and just chill or whatever you're going to do, they'll be on you. And I know there'll be a disgruntled relationship, but I still feel like that's what it is. You know, it's not going to be too high. He's a great player. Only only team that probably would get him like right away and do whatever. If they're like one piece away from a championship, there's a few teams out there. But at the same time, you know how the business goes. It comes with a cost. And it's only one team I know that get them. And that's the Miami Heat. But go ahead. Zach, talk to me. Yeah, so one thing that I've really noticed about this Kevin Durant situation is there's a harsh truth about Kevin Durant that I need to address. And as crazy as this sounds, it's true if you look back at his career and every stop he's been, is we have no evidence that Kevin Durant could be the best player, the focal point of a championship-winning team. And I think teams are putting that into consideration when the Nets are trying to do business with them. We saw the Minnesota Timberwolves turn down the, or, uh, that massive trade offer with Kevin Durant for Anthony Edwards and Carl Towns and all those first round picks. And I think at one point in Kevin Durant's career, he was valued as one of, if not the best player in the league. But today, looking back on everything that's gone down for the past few years, 
Uh, I don't think the Nets have found a deal yet that really appeals to them. And we kind of hinted at it last week on the show when we were talking about this topic a little bit, but the Nets are not going to make a deal unless they find one that they like. And where things are getting complicated is Kevin Durant has made it clear. He wants to play with one or two all-stars, wherever his new destination is Brooklyn. They're going to want at least two all-stars in return. As Ryan said, they don't, they shouldn't really have any real interest in uh, rebuilding. And the reports have been coming out uh, in the last couple of days that, you know, Kyrie Irving, it's looking like he's going to stay in Brooklyn, that he wants to be uh, a net. And I think that's just because there was no market for him and he didn't really have a choice. And I do think like in the beginning, when this Kevin Durant request first happened, I thought part of it might've had to do with the fact that the Nets refused to give Kyrie Irving that max contract. And he was just calling the Nets bluff. Kevin Durant was and Kyrie Irving. He's opting in. Um, I thought that might've had something to do with it. And I am going to maintain the opinion. Like I wouldn't be shocked if on opening night, both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are both still members of the Brooklyn Nets because the Nets aren't going to be able to find a deal that uh, they find appealing and worth uh, trading one of the best players in the league for. There was a couple years ago when Kevin Durant went to the Knicks, or the Nets, excuse me, should have went to the Knicks, he went to the Nets, and he went on Hot 97, Ebro in the morning, and he told to um, Wurzenberg, right, and Wurzenberg asked him, like, you know, what happened? Like, why didn't you go to the Knicks? And he said, you know what? The Knicks aren't that cool anymore. Nobody knows about the Knicks. Well, Kevin Durant, well, I guess you know what it is to once be cool and not be cool anymore. I mean, we fast forward to now. You was a hot commodity. Everybody wanted you. And now nobody else wanted you. Uh, actually, a lot of people want you. I'm actually going to defend Kevin Durant here in this regards. I'm going to agree, but I'm going to disagree with y'all take. I'm not surprised at Kevin Durant's low trade market, but for a very different reason. I think what it is, is that teams are trying to scheme the Nets because the Nets have a history of getting fleeced when it comes to trades. When you talk about Boston, okay, back then a couple years ago, when they made one of the, well, they had one of the biggest heists in NBA history, when they literally sent over guys that were on their way to retirement and KG and Paul Pierce over to the Nets for future draft picks that became Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Ironically, they went to the championship. Brooklyn funded that. When you talk about the Rockets, literally finesse the Nets for James Harden, who didn't even want to play, made it obvious he was out of there showing up overweight. All right, cool. Get out of here. We'll take the picks. And now we funding something great over here. Also, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving fleece the Nets them themselves. Okay, I'm going to come over here, act like we're going to win a championship. I'm going to pick my team, pick my coach. They get fleeced by their own players. So when you have a habit of getting fleeced, then guys are like, you know what? I can fleece these guys. I can send in low ball offers because trust me, if you're trying to trade, and this is how I know my point is accurate. Look at the Raptors. Oh, I'm interested in Kevin Durant, but I'm not trading Scotty Barnes. They try to fleece you. In what world am I not trading Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant, bro? I'm sorry. They trying to fleece you. When you go to, um, you know, the Suns trying to give you Aiden, who's already on his way out. He wants max dollars. He ain't no max player. The Suns ain't trying to play that. Mikel Bridges is a 3 and D guy. Okay, you can take him. Cameron Johnson's a very talented player, but he barely plays for us. I mean, he's a bench guy. You can take him. They trying to fleece you. Anytime somebody sends you a low ball, means they don't believe in your intelligence. Send somebody like Danny Ainge a, a, a package that really is um not lucrative because you know he don't play that. We know Sean Marks play that. 
He has a history of getting robbed and finessed and schemed. And that's what teams are doing. So you know what? I think there's going to come a time where if Sean Mark stays to his guns for a change, then he could potentially get the package that he wants further down the line. But he got to be patient and realize what's going on here and realize guys are trying to finesse him. And once he realized that and he holds his guns, he has all the leverage here. Kevin Durant don't got to go nowhere. He's under contract for four years. If you don't see a liquidated package, cool, hang up the phone, disconnect it. You don't got to worry about anything because you know what? Ben Simmons was in the same boat. Remember, a lot of people sent over Daryl Morey packages for Ben Simmons. Some which I was like, oh, that's not bad. Decline, 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 decline until on the trade deadline where the Nets was like, all right, I'm going to give you Harden for Ben Simmons. That's what you got to do. You got to stick to your guns and play the game. Let's see if Sean Marks does that. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think when it comes to Brooklyn and the, and the position they're in, it's weird because they do have Kevin Durant under contract for four more years, but the owner was quoted a, a few weeks ago and saying that he would rather have a 40-win team that tries hard and cares and comes to the arena ready to play every night opposed to everything he went through last year. And when he said that, that quote really got my attention. It's like, wow, things must have been really bad and really toxic in Brooklyn last year. And I give Sean Marks and the organization a little bit of credit because it feels like for the first time, really since Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving got there, they're finally taking their own stance. They're finally uh, putting their feet to the gas and saying, all right, like we have to run this franchise ourselves. We gave you guys the keys the last few years that it's resulted in only one playoff series win. And I know that Kevin Durant has requested a trade, but I do wonder like if the only option for him is to go to a place like Toronto or, you know, like a place he doesn't really want to go to, like, would he consider going back to Brooklyn for one more year? Kyrie Irving's obviously going to be, uh, uh, his contract will be done after this season. So he could go anywhere he wants after uh, this year. And maybe the Nets just do, do it for one more season because I have a, like a little bit of a tough time thinking like they're really going to find an offer that they're willing to take if they're like expecting to get Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards and LeBron and Anthony Davis and another offer like they're expecting all these crazy pieces like they do have Durant for four years left like they do have a little bit of leverage the question is is Kevin Durant does he want to get out of there so badly where he's just gonna make a toxic situation even worse that's the question for me all right you got any last words all I know is um, at this moment, I think KD himself on his side of it is like, I'm just sick of this. I came here for Kyrie. Things happened. Things didn't work. I, I feel like Kyrie Irving, not Kyrie, I feel like KD is basically saying, I took a bad risk. And sometimes you lose. It is what it is. So now you got to move on to the next one. Raw thoughts. I would just end off here. I just don't like. You know what's going on in the NBA, bro. I'm not shy to talk about it because a lot of people get all defensive, but it is what it is. You know, I'm going to say how I feel. You know, Adam Silver came out last night and talked about you know players requesting trades. I think it's I think you're out of your cotton pick of mind to sign the contract extension and and the next year you want out. Like the NBA has to do something about it. I think they will in the collective bargaining agreement. And uh, we can't have James Harden, Kevin Durant getting, you know, traded, you know, or let's say, how can I say, one year in a contract and James Harden case, you know, he asked for a trade the same year. I know a lot of people gave him an outlet in the past because of um Kyrie Irving and his vaccine stance, but that shouldn't have nothing to do with Kyrie Irving or not. Like, you requested a trade to Brooklyn. That was one place you wanted to go, that or Philly. 
You went to Brooklyn. They offered the best package. Okay, you should play out. Okay, you was going to be a free agent that summer. Why the hell are we requesting trades? So the NBA, we talked about Sean Marks trying to take back the power. The NBA need to do the same damn thing because players are going to do what they're going to want to do. The front office, they should know what works and what not work, right? I'm pretty sure if it was up to the front office, Russell Westbrook would not be on the Lakers right now. Guys want to play with their friends, and just because that guy's your friend doesn't mean off-court chemistry turns into on-court chemistry. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant was always two isolation basketball players. Okay, that was going to take a long time to work out if it ever was going to work out. So I think that's why you had the front office to be the ones to make the trades and figure out what makes their roster better and not the players. Lil Shadamas on the mic. Yeah, I, I think it, from Adam Silver's perspective, he and LeBron James were really the two people kind of in front of this era of player empowerment and, and the players having a lot of power. It's even uh, drizzled down to the college game with the transfer portal. Any player could basically enter free agency uh, anytime they want. And I do think in the NBA in particular, there is going to have to be a change made just because like there are a ton of questions and problems surrounding players and their power. Like not only when it comes to them requesting trades, but even in a sense, like the amount of games they play and if like how that's going to suit the league best when in certain primetime games, not everyone is playing. Like I feel like the NBA has a lot of little issues like that, that, they're maybe trying to solve like I know you guys saw there was a report of like that in-season uh, playing tournament uh, that's going to be going on in the next few years that like I, I don't hate the idea like maybe make the regular season matter a little bit more. But at the end of the day, like uh, we're seeing change in every sport and uh, I don't think the NBA is any different. I mean, look, bro, my last point, I, I swear I'm done on here is we seen, you know, Kyrie Irving, right? Let's use him as an example, because a lot of people, you know, Went on their fair shares of brands on Kyrie Irving. That's understandable the way how you view him and his availability or lack of. But I don't see this happening in the NFL, right? Antonio Brown left mid-game. He got cut. He still never made it back to the league anymore. We no. don't play that in the NFL. We don't play I'm not going to show up today or this, that, and the third. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, I was just going to say real quick, like the one real difference between the NBA and the NFL is in the NBA – once you sign that contract, all your money is guaranteed, no matter how many games you play. But in the NFL, if you miss a game, you're gonna that's going to cost you financially. And one thing about the NFL, it's kind of a given fact. No matter who you are, if you play poorly, ultimately, you're not going to be there for much longer if it continues. But in the NBA, when you sign that contract, all that money is guaranteed, and it really like puts you in a, a better situation and in a lot of power. It's kind of a given fact now in the NBA, if you sign a four-year deal like Kevin Durant did, you're locked into the money for four years. But if you want to switch teams all of a sudden, more likely than not, if you just pout your way and, and you really want it, like more likely than not, you're going to be able to find yourself uh, where you want where you want it to be. And ladies and gentlemen, where I want to be is on this show, which I am right now. Moving on to the next topic after the commercial break. Keep it locked. Ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all not getting tired of watching In The Huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.